Welcome to the Web3 Artist Spotlight, the podcast that shines a spotlight on talented artists who are leveraging Web3 technology to sell their art and connect with collectors in new and innovative ways. Through in-depth interviews, we learn more about the artists behind the art and uncover their unique creative processes, inspirations, passions, and the stories behind their captivating artworks. From seasoned professionals to emerging talents, we bring you a diverse range of voices from the Web3 community, and we delve deeper into how blockchain technology, NFTs, and decentralized platforms are revolutionizing the art industry. Eddie Gangland is one of the most successful artists in Web3. His OG Skull collection has sold an outstanding 350 ETH to date. His newest collection, which features the iconic Gang Boy, has already sold 50 ETH and counting. In addition to his success in Web3, Eddie is one of Web3's strongest community builders. He is responsible for inspiring and onboarding countless artists as well as collectors. He is also a great collaborator, evident in the 14 Ethan sales in his collaboration collection, which features artists from both in and outside Web3. Eddie is a forward-looking visionary who plans on further integrating his art into the metaverse, apparel, and in real-life experience. He is a family man, an incredible person, and someone many of us, including myself, are honored to consider a friend. And with that, John Carlos and I welcome Eddie Gangland to this space. Jeez, Jen, you that that could be a career. You need to start a career in in helping artists. I didn't send Jen any of that. I am so grateful for your kind words. That was super cool to hear. Um, I'm super excited to be here, to be honest, and. Uh, I've been looking forward to this all day. I know I'm supposed to be focused on on the kids' birthday party, but I was focused on the kids' birthday party, and I kind of had butterflies about, like, what are they going to ask me tonight? <laughs> so I'm super excited to be here, and I really appreciate all the nice words. I'd say let's let's kick it off with uh, getting a little bit about you know, your origin story. Uh, maybe take, like, five minutes. Um, tell us a little bit more about yourself, you know, your story, and, um, and how did you even, like, come into Web3? You know, how did you join this space? Yeah. Um, again, thank you. To, thank you everyone for the time. Um, so I've been a street artist for many years. Um, not a big like graffiti uh, spray paint artist, but a wheat paster. I really um, enjoy wheat pasting, which is similar to like what Shepard Fairey does, which is you create graphics and then you go out at night and, and basically throw them up with homemade paste. Um, so for a while, I've been doing street art. Um, Stuff very different from what I what I do now, to be honest with you. But um, it was my passion. I I, I had a job um, in the daytime to kind of pay the bills, but then every single day I was I was planning my nighttime runs and uh, and going out and, and throwing up wheat paste over when I this is all when I lived in San Francisco, by the way. So I now live in Miami. We'll kind of fast forward um, in a second. But um, in San Francisco, it was very difficult to build a name. I. Uh, Eddie Gangland was the name that kind of stuck really early on because I used to go out with the gang and the homies and, and throw up wheat paste. So they're always like, oh, you're always with the gang, Eddie Gangland. And I'm like, fuck, that's an awesome name. So um, <laughs> just so everyone knows, that's the origin story. I'm not like a badass. I didn't like start a gang or anything, but that's the origin story of the name. Um, fast forward to uh, why I entered the space. Um, 
February of 2021. Uh, so COVID time, uh, my son was being born. So about two years, actually two years ago yesterday, uh, son was being born wow. and I'm in the hospital. Uh, we're waiting kind of for my wife to deliver and I'm learning about NFTs. So I'm on Clubhouse. I'm kind of going through everything and I'm, I'm in the process of trying to take a step back from way, away from street art to kind of take a safer, uh, more uh, fatherly like uh, art path. And I learned about NFTs. So long story short, I jumped into NFTs and my life completely went upside down in the best way. Um, I quit my full-time job about three months after I started um, looking at NFTs just because I saw what the opportunity was. And I, I was very lucky to kind of be one of the uh, earlier waves, I would say, of, of NFT creators. I actually, my gangland's, I, I do pat myself on the back with this one. Um, my Kingland Skull Collection actually began minting before the Board Ape Yacht Club even even dropped. So that kind of goes to show you like how early in the waves I was, and that's why I think I was really cool. I was really lucky on the timing. Um, and yeah, uh, Gangland Skulls was a really successful collection that I got really uh, was really lucky to build a really amazing community around. Uh, it was featured in Vogue magazine and Rolling Stone magazine. Um, that was last year. And then now I'm creating the gangland collection, which is I'm creating like a whole gangland universe. I've always kind of wanted to be uh, a Disney like character in this world, um, and inspire others in that way. And I think by, by taking this NFT path and creating characters one by one, um, I think I'll be able to do that in the long term. So I'm working on game boy right now. I'm going to stop talking in a second, working on game boy right now. And, uh, just dropping one of ones on a daily basis until we get to 300 and then we can talk more about that later dude that's freaking awesome man what a what a crazy story too and, and, and kind of interesting that like so your son's being born you're like researching nfts on clubhouse and it's ballsy man you went and then you went in and you quit your job and you just went for it like three months after man that's nuts well to be honest i'm a very so i, I am very very careful about my finances Mm -hmm. The reason I quit my job was because I made my salary and a half in those three months, uh, in the first three wow. months. So it was kind of like, I looked at my wife and I'm like, babe, it's now or never. Like, I'm not going to have a better opportunity than this. And she was like, you got to go, like, just do it. And, uh, I fucking did it. And I will never, I will never look back. That was probably the best decision of my life. Other than having a child and getting married, that was the best decision of my life. Dude, that's awesome. And that, yeah, you and you were early, so timing was also in your favor. But man, that is that is amazing, so cool. And also, just quick note, I, I did want to ask you because so you mentioned you were you were originally from San Fran, you moved to Miami. So how long have you been in Miami? Born and raised in Miami, uh, been here. Oh yeah, really? No way. Yeah. So it's a long story, but my wife got a really amazing job opportunity in San Francisco. Uh, we had just gotten married a few a few years earlier, and we're like, as you can see, we're very we kind of have that very strong support system where it's just kind of like, all right, let's, let's fucking do it. So she had an opportunity and we just picked up our lives and kind of moved to San Francisco. And coincidentally, that's where I, I kind of found refound inspiration in the arts. So it worked out really beautifully. And then we moved back to Miami and I learned about NFTs and God has, has led me down a very beautiful path. And I'm just grateful. 
Dude, that's awesome. So by by the way, so I was I was born in Miami too, but my, my story is a little bit crazy, <laughs> and I won't delve into that right now. But I've I've actually lived in like a few different places, but because um, my my family's from Colombia, but I was born in Miami. I lived for a few years here, then went to Colombia, grew up there, and then I came back and I finished like high school in Miami, did you know college? So, so I went to like Sunset Senior High, FIU. Uh, started out, you know, career here, and then moved to like different. I graduated from so FIU, also... bro. That's crazy. No way. <laughs> what year did you graduate? Oh, I have no fucking idea. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I graduated. I graduated with a finance degree, dude. I was okay. No just way. To shout out everyone here. Like, I was so skewed by my parents, and 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 God bless my parents. Like, they tried with what they could. Um, but I was so skewed and I think so many of us are just pushed down these weird paths and finance was the path that I made it on and I graduated and now my fucking life has nothing to do with finance, but at least I have that backbone, right? Well, you did say you have your finances in order, right? So maybe that at least it helped you with that, right? So true. But no, that's funny, dude. Yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. So yeah, you also went to FIU, man. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So cool, man. So um, a follow-up question I want to ask you was, you know, so what um, what inspires you, I guess, to, to create your art and what has actually kind of like influenced the style that you have now? Yeah, cool question. Um, what inspires me, I would say, is is the fact that I am positive that this is my purpose in life, that this is my mission. I, I am here to create art. I have decided that and I'm going with it with everything I have. Um, so I have to wake up and create art, right? Like that's my job. Um, so I, I think that, that, has, that purpose, finding that purpose, I mean, it just, um, once you have that, I don't think I'm ever going to lose that drive and, and being able to, to wake up and, and create and have a, a support system that's around me that, that is interested in purchasing my work. Like that's just, that's just fucking donkey, crazy nuts. Uh, I, I, I can't even think of the word. Like it's just my, my absolute dream come true. Right. So I'm like, that's, that's where the drive comes from. Yeah. That's awesome, man. It's so cool that, you know, you were able to find that and now you're actually like living it and fulfilling it and make, being able to make a living off of it. Dude, that's, that's amazing. So awesome. Yeah. Super grateful, super lucky, super blessed, all the good things for sure. So cool. All right, Jenny, you want to, yeah. Um, so I have a question for you, Eddie. I've seen you work with a lot of mediums. What are your favorite mediums to work with? Sam, that's a really good question. I have always loved and and collected, uh, heavily collected spray paint work. Um, so I would say it's my my it's my happy place medium. It's not the medium I am best at by any means. Um, but it's the kind of medium that I envy and I find beautiful and I find so just masterful. Um, so yeah, I would say spray paint, although it is definitely not my best medium. Cool. Cool. Thank you for answering that. Um, and then I have a follow-up question uh, for you. So could you explain who gang boy is and why you chose to create him? I appreciate this question because I think you know the answer to this, but I I appreciate having the opportunity to share. Um, So Game Boy, uh, I get a a lot of flack, by the way, because Game Boy is not a female. Believe it or not, I swear, everyone, I get DMs like, why didn't your first character a female? And I love females. I married a female. Uh, But it's just that's not who I am. I am a male. I, I 
believe I am a male. So long story short, Game Boy, <laughs> Game Boy is supposed to be me. Um, I have always had these like elf-like ears, which my, my wife says they're not as pronounced as I think they are. But in my mind, they're super pronounced. And I have like these squared off, like little cornered ears. So I've always kind of identified with that. So Game Boy has those squared off ears and it's become like a huge part of his identity, which is kind of cool. Um, and then he's got bags under his eyes because he's always working. Um, I believe I'm always working because I love what I do. And he's smiling because he loves what he does. So Game Boy is kind of an all around um, picture of, of kind of who I believe I am. Um, and my flaws have kind of made me who I am and, and made me the beautiful person that I believe I, 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 I'm trying to become. And that's who Game Boy is. And uh, as his story evolves, there's going to be a lot more that goes into it. Like he's got the rounded top and kind of if you see he's got like the curved bottom. That's actually because the Game Boys are going to stack on top of each other. So I don't want to go like too off on a tangent because, you know, I do that. But I, I imagine like animated series is I imagine little cute gifts. And the whole point has always been that the Game Boys stack on top of each other in order to conquer things bigger than them. Like we we team up as a gang, but it's supposed to be a good gang. Like I think the word gang, and again my tangent, but the word gang has just such a a negative connotation. And ever since the start, my goal has been like create a positive gang, like a gang that is like minded and, and makes a difference. And and that's who Game Boy and and the rest of that universe will will become. Awesome, and I'm a proud positive gang member myself. <laughs> um, I had a follow-up question to that, Eddie. How many Game Boys are there going to be in this collection in total? Yeah, so there's going to be 300 one-of-one uh, -one Game Boys in total. Um, I know you have a ton, Jennifer, because you're amazing and I'm super grateful. Uh, every, just so everyone knows, super fortunate that this has happened, but all 227 have sold um, already, which I'm super grateful for. I actually dropped 228 today. So it's the only one I have available, which is is cool. Like that's a dream come true, right? That I can wake up and, and create stuff and people want to collect it. So just super grateful. And uh, it's going to be 300. And then uh, to give a little bit of forward uh, alpha, because I don't share this too much, it, I'm probably going to take a small pause uh, or, or a medium length pause after the Game Boys finish up. Um, and during that time, I'll continue building things out and, and providing utility for those Game Boy holders. But I don't think I want to rush directly into the next character. I think it would shine some light away from like what I'm trying to create. And I think Game Boy's story has to be built out a little bit further. So long story short, um, I'm probably going to take a pause once the 300 Game Boys are completed, uh, drop some some other types of things that aren't kind of community building things um and then um and then return back and continue the universe with the next gang with the next character um and then that person will have 300 one of ones and the whole journey will continue and just to add further off i'm sorry i'm talking so much but i keep on thinking about really cool things it's okay it's okay <laughs> go for it sorry, but, um the whole reason behind this just so everyone knows and can tap into my brain because that's what this whole conversation is about um is you all are paying me to create ip that i can use for us to like build an insane universe right so the whole thought process is i'm creating 300 different game boys 
that can be used for the forever length of this universe, 300 different types of Game Boys, and then I'm going to have 300 different types of characters. And it's like, you get to own that piece and you get to own that piece of the story. So anytime that Game Boy like appears in the universe, you own that piece. So I've always thought NFTs are different than collecting paintings. Like if you wanted to collect my paintings, you would DM me and, and ask me to buy a painting. But if you want to buy my NFTs, it's because you want something different. And that's kind of what I think my different is like, you're owning a piece of the story and I'm, I'm, I'm creating it as we go. Love that. Um, Giancarlo, did you want to, uh, ask Eddie some question? Uh, sure. Yeah, I can, um, follow it up. Um, I was curious something about something that I want to ask you, Eddie is, you know, so you've had like a tremendous amount of success, right? I mean, with your first collection, you know, obviously you mentioned like the, the amount of sales you had and, and the publicity and, and, and even now that the latest one, right? You're like you've been selling out everything you've been putting out, which is you know totally amazing. Um, I was curious if, you know, the, the success you've had, you feel like has affected your art creation process in any way, you know? And, and I mean that in the sense of like, do you ever feel like any added pressure to create or maybe any restrictions on your creative freedom and or like any added responsibility to have to maybe use your platform to further any causes you know so just was curious um, about that really good and really challenging question um and i'm gonna answer it truthfully um i would say when i first got into the space um that first year or so it was incredibly exciting, right? It was like adrenaline every single time I woke up because I knew I was going to create and somebody might buy my stuff and they were probably going to buy it, right? So at that time, I do believe, so, and this is during the skull period when I was making the gangland skulls. And you can go back in time and some artists, some collectors have done this and like have asked me like, is this when it happened? And I'm like, yeah, probably around there. Um, it got to a point, dude, where I was pumping out and I mean, Jenny was was around I was pumping out five or six one of one skulls a day. Like I, I became a fucking machine, wow. dude. Like I didn't interact. With, it was it was fucking crazy. I I wasn't interacting with friends. I wasn't leaving the house. I was fucking creating skulls all goddamn day, all day. Uh, anyways, so <laughs> at that point, a lot of it was me seeking success, and I realized it. Uh, fortunately, and I'm like, this is not, this is not what I, what I, what I wanted. This is not what I wanted when I became an artist. Like this is, I did, I never became an artist to become like a money printer. Like that was never my goal. Um, and I think I was just so consumed by that adrenaline that I became a printer. I became a machine of, of creating art. Um, but a lot of the art I didn't, I, I created it and it came out cool in the end, but it wasn't stuff like I, I totally vibed with. Um, anyways, long story short, um, the reason I wrapped up the skulls finally and, and took a new chapter, and I will always uh, consider my skulls the first step in, in this NFT journey, and I have things planned for that, those holders, and there's a lot coming everywhere. Um, the reason I took a new a new path, and I've shared this with some of my holders, is um, I felt like I was pigeonholing myself a little bit um, in the sense that I created this this box, right, of skulls where I was able to contain my sort of, uh, so I, I, I have crazy ADHD, but it's like my superpower. 
Um, and I, I used skulls as this cabinet, right, where I was able to create within and become super creative within that cabinet. But the problem was I was becoming skull guy. And I never wanted to be skull guy. I wanted to be an artist. So um, I had to dial that back, right? Like a lot of this is just self-correcting and editing our own processes. Um, I edited that back and I'm like, who am I? And I am like, I am this weird dude with these fucking crooked ears and just fucking loves what he does and has these. And I'm like, I am gang boy. And then that's when this started. So like everything is, is filtering and editing and is it's, it's an evolution as we go. Man, I appreciate the honesty to, in, in answering that question, you know, because, you know, this is something that, that, that I've wondered with some people that, that reach success, you know, and, and, uh, and I was curious, you know, if you had really, so number one, it's like, you know, you talking about how it started to become a little bit more about the money and, and then just you know, consuming your life, right? Having to just kind of continue to pump out art to, to keep selling and making the money, but then also getting kind of boxed in. And this is one thing that I wonder sometimes with artists is that like if you start to become known for like a certain type of art or style, then feeling like that fear of like, well, if I stop making this kind of art, are people still going to buy my work, right? And 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 it's cool that you you realize like, yeah, I kind of boxed myself into the skulls, and and you had to kind of like like self correct and and find yourself, and you know, so man, that's that's awesome. I, I really appreciate you. Uh, you know, sharing that, uh, with such honesty, right. Talking about that, that journey and, and what it did. Yeah, dude, I appreciate the tough questions. To be honest, a lot of people don't ask me tough questions. I don't know why that is, um, but that was a very tough question and I appreciate it. And it allowed me to be honest. Um, I will say one thing, like, it's not bad. It's not bad to box yourself in as an artist. And I say this for a lot of different reasons, right. And, and we have to understand, I think, ourselves and know ourselves and understand why we're doing certain things. I boxed myself in on purpose, right? Because I needed to develop that creativity. And I was able to within that, that skull-like space. Um, but it just, it got to a point, honestly, dude, where I was like, if people only want to collect my skulls, like, I am not an artist. I, I don't want to do this. I, like, I didn't. I didn't become an artist just to make skulls. And that's what I, that's the path I was creating. And I'm like, I am at fault. I, I, I created this fucking box. So that's, that was the point where I'm like, I need to refocus and then, and kind of, and, and make my mission clearer for people to understand because my purpose is different than this. I don't want to make skulls every day just because I make skulls and they sell. Like, that's not what I want to do with my life. Cool. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, and I, and I guess yeah, it makes sense, right? Like, it to a certain extent, it's good to have that box and be able to leverage it to you know to work and and you know work within that creative space. But then you know then you you know kind of realize that all right now I, I need to pivot and, and do something else. So that, that's cool. Um, and now I actually wanted to ask um, actually you know Jenny a question here as well because and you alluded to it before, right? So you know Jenny, I know is a you know, you, she, you know, you're one of Eddie's biggest collectors, right? You've you know been supporting him for a, a long time and, and purchased a lot of the a lot of his art. And um, I was kind of curious also to to learn more about like what's drawn you to, to Eddie's um, you know artwork and made you be such a big supporter. Um. Well, so initially I was into the skulls, and I fell in love with the skulls because I could tell artistically he was doing something that was very unique. Um, so 
uh, I say this to him all the time. One of my favorite skulls, actually, he created it last year at around this exact same time, which was for his son. It was zoo animals. And um, basically, that was like my real introduction to quality art in Web3. Prior to that, I was you know, in Discord and trying to get into these PFP projects and things like that. So when I was looking for something um, that could hold value, but at the same time was something that spoke to me, he was that person. And I just, you know, fell in love with the artwork and started purchasing it. Um, And then fast forward to when Game Boy started, I just there's just something about Eddie, and I, I, I mentioned this in, um, you know, the introduction. He is such an incredible community builder and friend, and he was the one that actually encouraged me to get into Twitter. I really was fine in IG and just seeing the drops <laughs> and collecting stuff here and there. But he was like, "No, you really should try getting in here," um, and it was that support that allowed me to come into his spaces and talk. And Eddie remembers the first time I ever went into one of his spaces, I was legitimately trembling. I was, I was like, oh my God, I'm doing this. He's Eddie Gangland. Like I, and then I realized that he, he doesn't see himself like as this like unapproachable person. No, his mission is to bring everybody together to create this gang. Um, and so how could I not support that? So, you know, then I just went full steam ahead, fully doubled down on everything that he was doing. And then it became more of like, um, let's see what he's going to drop and does it speak to me? And then Carlos and I got into like almost like a, a friendly rivalry. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's pretty much been from up from there. You know, truly, we've done two in real life events with Eddie. They were a blast highly recommend that anybody that can goes to those. It's just a vibe. And yeah, I, I couldn't be happier being a gang holder and a diamond holder. I don't sell my gang boys. <laughs> diamond hands. That's awesome. Yeah. I, re- I mean, she knows how much I appreciate it. Like with, it's just, it, it's impossible without people like Jenny and Carlos, like it, it really is impossible just for so many artists. Like this isn't even just for myself. Like they collect so many artists and it's just, there's not a whole lot of people like Jenny, like Carlos, um, like a lot of the people in this room here. Um, so it's special. I think we're just going through a special time. Jenny, I'm super grateful for you. Carlos, I'm super grateful for you, man. Um, yeah, I'm just a lucky dude. That's awesome. Thank you, Jenny, for the, for the answer. And um, I agree that they're both uh, awesome people, <laughs> and also supporting you know so many so many artists, which uh, I think is um, yeah, so it's, it's so great, right? To to support a lot of artists that are just kind of starting out and and um, and helping them on their journey to kind of you know live, live their passion in this space. So, so that's so cool. So um, so in the intro, uh, Eddie, uh, you know, Jenny talked a little bit about how you know, forward looking, you know, visionary you are, right? You know, you have all these, um, you know, plans to, you know, integrate your art with the metaverse, which by the way, I played around with too, you know, with that link you got on your side, that was, it was pretty cool. I was vibing, you know, checking out the art, listening to some music, dope as fuck. <laughs> um, also that you're planning to do like apparel, you know, more real life experiences. Um, and, and so cool what you even talked about a little bit earlier, you know, trying to like really 
build out a brand, right? And, and you know, and, and like develop this character and other characters, right? Um, I was curious if there is something else, you know, aside from metaverse apparel, IRL experiences, uh, something else fun and exciting that you're exploring or trying to tap into with the uh, technology that you could share with us, um, you know, some something else kind of cool or, or, or different that you're looking to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, one of the things that, and, and I know I'm going to get some giggles from homies in the audience, but one of the things that I was supposed to conquer in January was 3D printing. So I really, really badly want to have uh, 3D printed uh, Game Boy figurines. I think that's a critical part of, of what this will become. Like, I want to have things that you can collect and things you can have at your house and things you can give to your son and things you can give to your sister. Like, that's the whole point of like Disney, right? Like that's the whole point of gangland. That's what I'm trying to make. Um, and also uh, I really want to get more into, and I, I promise I'm a pretty, I'm a busy guy, um, but I desperately want to learn more about like creating uh, more animated like things and, uh, and gif like things. I think it would be really cute. Hella cute. If it was like the little game boy, like, saying something to you in the morning right like that would be fucking amazing if it's just like and that would be such a simple gif like a gif with like a little mouth bubble right and then i have another gif of i would love to make like a little game boy smoking a little joint like a puff of cloud because I, you get what i'm saying like really want to do it like for the culture so fucking badly and it's just there's to be honest with you, John Carlo, there's so many things I want to do that will get done. And it's just I can't do them all tomorrow. It's going to take time. But there's so many cool things coming. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to see it all, man. That's so cool. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that with us. Holly, I appreciate the question. I'm super excited to watch that all happen. Um, I have uh, a question. It's really lighthearted, but I'm just super curious. Okay, so I'm going to do like a this or that, and I want to know which is your favorite. Um, okay, pizza or empanadas? Sorry, I was muted. I said pizza. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, Coke or Pepsi? Coke, Diet Coke. Ooh, Diet Coke. Definitely. I can't drink regular Coke. It's too sweet. Okay. And then Spider-Man or Batman? Batman. Yeah. Batman. Batman. Yeah. Solid answers. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Spider-Man is kind of a wimp. Um, I've noticed this recently. <laughs> like he's a very relatable character, and I think that's why they've built an empire around him. Yeah. But Batman's a freaking bat. If you would have said Batman and Iron Man, you would have really backed me into a corner, and I don't know what I would have said. Oh my god, that's hilarious. between those two. Which one? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I I I love them both. Both uh, Man Crush Monday. Both of them. Nice. <laughs> it's a tie. Awesome. What are your um, top three favorite movies of all time? Oh man. Okay, let's get really. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna lose my man card tonight. Um, don't worry, man. <laughs> I I love all sorts of movies, including I got some rom coms in there. So. No, I'm, I'm totally gonna lose it right now. Um, my number one favorite movie in the entire world, and we can just wrap it up on this because it, it is just this movie. There is no two. There is no three. I've seen this movie, not going to lie, probably 14, 15 times. And like, that's fucking crazy. Wow. Like, I should be hospitalized. The movie is dun, 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 A Walk to Remember with Mandy Moore. <laughs> oh, 
my god i love that movie <laughs> yeah, well, that is my i could probably i could i could probably say the words that they are saying as they speak them in the movie that's how crazy i am i am a big fan of uh of mandy moore and um you know that that show like this is us i don't know if you've seen it man but um ah yeah after after like watching that show it's you know she yeah <laughs> Bro, me and my wife watch it well we watched it religiously i think i watched mm -hmm. it religiously you gotta go on my ig uh mandy moore sent me a video oh i did see that oh, yeah, yeah. I, that, I was like that is so cool it was crazy dude. <laughs> how awesome is that no way yeah dude i mean it's been a crazy three years to be honest so what are uh, a couple other favorite movies to top off the yeah. list? Um, so for whatever reason, one of the ones I thought of, and I don't know if anybody has seen this, but it was like a trilogy uh, or not a trilogy, like a saga uh, was Band of Brothers. Um, I don't know if anybody has seen that. This is kind of old school. Yeah, with Matt Damon, right? Yeah. Like the, the army one. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it was like a, a, a 10, it was like super long. It was like 10 shows or 10 episodes, like a, the first limited series is before limited series were cool. You know what I'm talking about? I would say that one. Um, I don't know why. I haven't seen it forever. Uh, what's a third? I gotta think of a good one. Come on, let me get my, let me get a card back. Uh, shoot, I don't have a third, man. For whatever reason, Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory is coming up. Um, but I don't think it's like one of my top favorite movies. I just think it's a fucking awesome movie. And since I'm smoking right now, I'm probably like, <laughs> you're probably liking it even more right now. Yeah, I've seen Willy Wonka probably like fifty it's times, like growing up. Yeah, I love the mute, the songs. I know the songs by heart. Willy oh, Wonka, man. it's a great one to remember, classic, bro. That's classic. beautiful. I'm gonna have to rewatch a walk to remember now. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. It's, it's a strong movie. It's a compelling movie. I don't know what it is, but it gets me every dude. I so this is let's let's get really bushy on like not right things. Uh -huh. Um, every time I watch this movie, I challenge myself not to cry. And there's one part of the movie every single time. Like when, no offense, when the girl dies, like I don't cry. When all that stuff happens, I don't cry. But there's one part when he goes and asks for his father's assistance and asks for his money. And like he needs it so badly to save his girl. Like you see it, right? Like you see him pushing past his pride and and just going into the grit to save this lady. And I'm like, dude, every time I oh. look over at me, she's like, you're crying again. You've fucking seen this movie 15 <laughs> times. Every time, bro. It just gets you. Oh, man, I love it. That's awesome. We got really vulnerable tonight, bro. This is a, this is a, an interview. This is amazing. This is this is how it is, man. We like to like to get real, bro. We like to get real, and just get to know people on a more personal level, man. So I appreciate you uh, you sharing that, man. Not not a lot of guys are willing to do something like that, man. So <laughs> I appreciate the honesty, man. That's awesome. So uh, here's another question for you, man. So what is something you're very passionate about outside of art? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, traveling. And I know it's probably a cliched uh, answer, but maybe traveling to the places that like aren't like the most traveled. Like I've noticed like my wife forever has been wanting to go to like Paris and like I love her. God bless her heart. I'm going to take her to Paris. It's fine. But like I have no interest in going to Paris, but I want to go to like fucking like Mumbai. Right. And fucking get on a camel or so. like I want to go to these crazy places and nobody like wants to go she's my wife just walked outside it's giving me the eye and and show 
you know, she listens to everything I say. I love her. Um, <laughs> anyways, but yeah. As you should. You should. Jennifer met her recently. Um, yeah, no, uh, just yeah, I, I love, I love traveling and I think seeing how other people live, um, it just makes me feel, I don't know if this is going to sound really like white and American and, and ignorant of me, but it makes me really value what we kind of have. I think we take it for granted often and just kind of seeing other people's lives and how they, they exist. It just, it makes you feel hella lucky and you, you come back kind of feeling rejuvenated and, and wanting to do more things. And I think that's why I travel. No, a hundred percent, man. And actually traveling is also a passion of mine and I've traveled a lot. Unfortunately, like since COVID that kind of, um, you know, put a, a, a actually, well, kids, then COVID, you know, put a, put a stop on a, on a lot of the traveling that I did. And then my wife and I did, but yeah, man, it, it is, it's just really cool, man. It's cool to just go and like learn about other cultures and, you know, you just see the world from like completely different perspectives, man. You know, just just things that people do and treasure and value in other places. I mean, it's, it's just, you just can't beat it, man. You can't top sometimes uh, getting those experiences. And I agree, man, when you, when you go and see how people sometimes live, especially in third world countries, man, you, you, you know, from things like toilets and food, safety, I mean, we are incredibly blessed for those that, you know, are in the U.S. I know we have people here joining us from other, other countries as well. But, um, but yeah, man, it is, you know, it, it, it really makes you realize like how good you could have it, you know, in, in the U.S. for sure. You know, it's crazy. To, and, and I was thinking about it as you were talking. Um, I, I've never been to Paris, for example, but I think mm -hmm. 15 or 16 Latin American countries, countries, right? Like, like it, it wow, just, yeah, I, I a really lot. like yeah. kind of seeing like the culture, right? And I, I feel like I won't be able to find and I'm not, I'm not shitting on anybody from Paris. I know Paris is beautiful, but it's just like, I kind of like searching for culture and searching for things that other people may not see. Um, I think I get a joy out of that. I enjoy uh, that hunt. I oh, love that, man. Love it. So um, here's another question for you, man. Um, and, and maybe I'll get a little more <laughs> no, you know, you're this, this, uh You can kind of share on this one, honestly, right? But um, so I, I personally actually love, um, you know, creating art. Um, but I think many times, you know, I felt kind of reluctant to share, you know, because I haven't felt like, like what I was creating was good enough. And over time, I think I've gotten better at it, you know, especially I think with like some of the communities on here, like on Twitter, you know, just starting to like get more comfortable sharing it. And people are like incredibly like supportive and positive. So I've gotten better, but it's still something I kind of struggle with. And I was curious, like, did you ever feel that way or still feel that way sometimes? And if so, like, what are some key things that have helped you like overcome that mindset of like, I'm just, I'm not, my art's not good enough or what I'm doing isn't good enough. So, um, fucking awesome questions, by the way, tonight. Um, I used to be, and I'm not saying you're insecure by any means, but I'm, I have to explain my answer, right? I used to be incredibly mm -hmm. insecure of, of like all things. Like growing up, I was insecure of all things. Um, but for whatever reason, it it's never in it's never come into my art. I think art has always been like an outlet, right? Um, and dude, there's a lot of artists out there who make fucking garbage art. So I promise you. <laughs> um, so, but my my whole point is like, I never kind of let that into my bubble, right? Like I was like, I'm gonna create art. Um, 
I'm going to share the art because if you don't share it, I mean, it's going to, it's your grandkids will probably find it. If you have grandkids or whatever, like nobody else is going to see that. So if you don't share your work, nobody's going to see it unless one day your grandkid discovers it or something weird. Right. Um, so I've always, it, it, no, to answer your question, I've never felt that. Um, but it's because I've always, I've always been cool with posting this shit too. Like that's a part of the whole process. Like if you go back, you're not going to do this, but if you went back years in my Instagram, because I don't delete shit very well, um, at least on IG, my shit was garbage. Like, God, no, you're, you're giggling, but like garbage, dude. Like, like doodles. Like imagine doodles just like quickly painted on canvas. And it's like, you just see yourself progress over time. Right. And, uh, and mm-hmm. some people were buying my shitty ass doodles. Like people like shitty art. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, just I think you just got to be comfortable and confident in yourself and understand why you want to make art and why you want to put out art. And I think once you get there, dude, all of it is good. The shitty art sometimes is better than the good art. To be honest with you. No, oh, thanks for that that answer. And um, yeah, no, and, and, and that, like I said, like, I think one of the things about, you know, just being in this community is, you know, it's helped to kind of just overcome some of those like insecurities and like, you know what, I'm just gonna, <laughs> just gonna like share stuff and, and, and put it out there, man. So appreciate you, uh, you talking about that and, and yeah, and I guess, you know, it's, it is, it is subjective as well, right? So what maybe looks like crappy doodles to one person is the masterpiece to somebody else, right? So <laughs> yeah, if I can, so I actually said something that, um, kind of, goes in here really nicely uh, in the Twitter space the other day. And I said, um, for whatever reason, and I think a lot of artists in the room can relate, the pieces that I go really like deep on and like dig and like, they don't sell as fast as the shit does. Like not to say anything is shit, right? Like like we just decided art is art. Um, But the stuff Mm -hmm. that does not come from the heart, oftentimes will sell a hell of a lot faster than the stuff you pour yourself into. So you kind of have to ask yourself again, like, what is your end goal? What is your mission here? Is Mm -hmm. it to make the dollars? Because if you want to make the dollars, you just got to figure out what the hell the trend is and, and pump that trend out. But are you making art or are you making money? Um, And I think the people who decide to really make art in the long term end up making a lot more, not even money, but just everything, everything goes to those people. Wow, that's powerful, man! Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So, uh, Jenny, did did you have any other questions you wanted to ask? Or, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Eddie. No, I was going to say I'm just, I'm smoking and having a good time. And <laughs> people, so it's a great interview. I love it. I love it. I'm having a good time, Eddie. You know, I did want to just touch on something. Um, it's not really a question, but I wanted Eddie to maybe talk about it a little bit. Um, he. At the same time as the Game Boys have been um, dropping, Eddie recently uh, did a drop of something he referred to as his sketchbook. And I wanted to maybe just have him talk a little bit about that because it is really cool. Sure. Yeah. Um, the sketchbook collection. So I'm, I'm always, or I've always said that I think you should have multiple collections. Um, I think. Uh, collectors like multiple things and we are multifaceted artists chances are if you make owls you probably also like to make landscapes um so big big circle around that question but uh going to the the bullet now um it was that i kind of uh wanted to offer something different than 
than the Game Boys um, for those days that I just want to create black and white art. So I, I realized that I really enjoy that black and white, inky, inky-like art. So um, instead of in, going straight to the sales, because again, like I said earlier, like it's not always the sales. Sometimes it is the art that you have to remember as an artist. Like you're not hunting the fucking sales. The sales will come if your art is like real. Um, so anyways, the first three I gave away, I gave one to Jennifer, I gave one to Carlos. Carlos is my number one biggest holder, um, in the Game Boy collection. So he received the first one. Jennifer's the second biggest holder. She received the second mint. Um, and then I sent one to Ronnie, who is the third biggest holder at this time. Um, just to kind of show, um, a little bit of love back to them. I, it's a very small token. Um, they've, they've been way more supportive and deserve way more than just that but it was kind of me showing like look i'm starting this new collection you are you three are already a huge part of 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 my mission um so i wanted the first three to just go to them they probably would have bought the first three anyways and i just i didn't want their money in that moment i wanted them to just own the first three and uh and and i'm gonna be continuing to drop those very sporadically that collection is not meant to be a thousand piece collection that's meant to be a very small just like if you if you see those pages offered um they're always blind mints and then i create the artwork within 24 hours i would highly recommend this is not financial advice those are probably very good mints for the long term because there's not going to be very many and they're very different than what i produce um but that's not for the gamblers because it's not an overnight flip kind of thing you're you're just collecting artwork that that I want to make that day that, uh, that I fucking want to make that day that, uh, it's just different. So yeah. Thank you for the question, Jen. No, you're very welcome. And, um, if you want to not miss those, definitely put your notifications on because they do go quickly. No, Jen, Jenny here is like the fastest, uh, you're like, <laughs> like you scoop it up, uh, stuff quickly, man. You know, you're like a master at that. Thank yeah. you. A little sniper. Um, yeah, the sniper. There you go. That's <laughs> like the we gotta give you that nickname. Thank you for sharing all the all the alpha you've dropped on this space so far, man. Giving us a lot of it. So appreciate that. And uh, I do wanna welcome people to to request uh being a speaker and come up. We wanna also let give a chance to folks to ask questions. I do see we have two speakers, so um I do wanna go to you guys uh, as well and uh just hear what you gotta say. Feel free to comment, ask questions to Eddie. Uh I wanna go first to uh Richly too. You almost got it, almost. Richie Tuwell. Ah, Tuwell, okay. <laughs> hey, Richie Tuwell. <laughs> What's up, man? For, thank you guys for having me. Jenny, so good to see you. Eddie, congrats. And I've been enjoying the interview so much. I actually came up to ask you a question. Okay, I'll take that 100 Go for it, go for it. <laughs> um, I did want to ask. Once you kind of got past the, the threshold of uh, what you call successful, how do you manage your time with your kids and art and, and everything else that you've got going on? Because I am expecting a baby and you know I'm seeing far in the future and trying to figure out like, how am I going to manage my time if I can barely manage it now? Really good question. Um... I'm going to be honest. Damn, I'm going to be honest. Fuck it. Um, I posted something on my Instagram story earlier today where I strongly believe in this. Um, so 
I prioritize being a father absolutely every single day. Um, I find time to be with him. Any opportunity I get, uh, I love being with him. He's, he's the joy of my life, absolutely. Uh, that being said, uh, I do believe you have to prioritize yourself and whatever your purpose is on this world first, and sometimes even more over your kids. Um, and what I'm what I mean by that is. Um, I luckily was able to get my, my career to a point with my wife's support every single day, was able to get my career to a point where I get to have insane amounts of time with him now. Um, I, I, I spend a lot less time on Twitter spaces, for example. I spend a lot less time locked away in the studio. Um, but, but to answer your question truthfully, like early on, um, it wasn't like that early on the first year or two in the nft space i was largely devoted to nfts and my wife was was largely watching him for those, that first year i would say because we both understood like this is like you, you gotta do it at some point right you gotta fucking push at some point um so to answer i, I i'm kind of i don't even know if i'm answering your question but it's like you you will never achieve your purpose if if your main priority is always other people, um, my son is an absolute huge priority in my life and will always be that priority. But um, I, I constantly remind myself of that fact and what I believe my purpose is on this earth. And I believe being a father is one of those purposes, but I also want to be an artist and I also want to create and I also want to meet people. And it's a very hard balance, brother. So you will definitely figure out, figure it out. You sound like a very intelligent dude. And it's just, I think it just becomes a really personal uh, balance and, and it evolves, right? Like I said, like I was spending a lot less time and, and now he's running away from me because I'm literally on top of him all day long. So I, I it changes, it changes as time goes on. Plus they don't, they don't do a whole lot the first year. They're beautiful to look at, but they don't do a whole lot the first year. And now he's doing a lot of cool shit, so I can actually be like an active dad with him. So, yeah, man, I hope that was an honest answer. It really was. And, and thank you so much, Eddie. Congrats for all the success. And I'm going to keep listening in. I'll drop down to give other people a chance. And good luck, guys. Well, thank you for coming up, Rich D2L. Appreciate you coming up and asking a question. If anybody else wants to come up and ask a question or comment, feel free to request. I'd love to, to have you guys come up here as well. I see some of our other speakers uh, probably had to drop. Um, actually, on the topic of, of the kids, right? Um, so I, I, you know, I was checking your Instagram page uh, in preparation for the interview. And I got to say, you know, you have a beautiful son, Eddie. Um, I'm a father too. You know, I got two kids, a six-year-old daughter, four-year-old son. I love also uh, sometimes, you know, making art with them and you know, just spending quality time. And um, I saw when I was going through your, your feed that there was a specific gang boy, gang boy that you had made as a collab with your son, you know, and, and it had like a little heart and everything. And it just it just kind of touched me. And I was like, oh, man, that's that's so sweet. And um, I wanted to see if maybe you can uh, you know tell us a little bit more about that specific piece, you know, what it means to you and, and how that, that process was uh, you know, creating something with your with your son. Yeah, dude, I appreciate that question. Um, I know exactly which Game Boy you're talking about. He mm -hmm. largely created like the heart portion of that Game Boy. Um, that was actually our second collaboration together on chain. So I believe there's a chance he's the youngest NFT artist ever, possibly. 
Uh, (laughs) I did it on purpose, right? Like, I'm not sure if he still holds that, but uh, when he was first born, I would say a few months in, um, we got him like finger painting and, uh, and painting with like his feet. So there's actually a collaboration that sold out in like three minutes. I think, um, it was like an edition of seven and people picked it up and, uh, and now I think they, they're asking like 42 ETH is the floor or something crazy. Um, it was wow. the first collab he ever did with me. So I, I to answer your question, like I try to do, again, you have to like remember what your priorities are. And I try to incorporate him in special points of my life. And I think Game Boy is, is going to be a key part of my life. So I found that little opening where I could forever include him on, on chain. And, uh, and that's kind of what that was. Man, that's so cool. And yeah, <laughs> he might be, he might be the youngest uh, NFT artist out there, man. That's awesome. He might. I should actually check. I should actually look that look that back and see exactly the date and be like, all right, he was this old and kind of just remember it. Wow. So cool. Jenny, you want to ask another question while we uh, wait for other people to speak? Um, I actually don't have any plans. I, I think that's oh. all of mine. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll think about it and then I'll come back in a sec. <laughs> oh, by the way, Ricky, uh, too. Also, I just saw that you you also uh, were from Miami and, went and played Sunset. Um, oh, you played Sun- You were at Coral Park and played Sunset in football. That's funny. That's awesome. Another another person from uh, MIA. <laughs> Miami's actually um, more. I mean, if we have don't have questions, we can just we can chit chat a little bit. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. of fun, but yeah, go ahead, guys. Yeah, uh, Miami's become quite like a like a art hub, to be honest. Like Wynwood, um, especially, is just becoming like Ecca of uh, of street artists. It's kind of incredible. And uh, one of my goals has actually been to try to push myself back into that that local community quite a bit this year. Um, I don't know how far I'll get, but there's like a few collaborations on the way of like some local artists and. I want to do more local meetups and things like that. So um, I think that's really important. And we talk about that a lot in my space. Um, I host space Monday through Friday, not trying to show my space, but um, we talk on this quite often. The fact that like uh, you got to kind of figure out like what your focus is and then like chase that focus, chase that purpose. And um, while NFTs are my primary goal and that's kind of what I'm building out, um, I do really enjoy as a consu- as a consumer, as a collector, as a creator, like I enjoy that street art world. Um, so I've always kind of tried to stay connected to that in some way, um, however that might be. You know? Yeah, no, that's so cool. And yeah, I remember. So I I moved up from Miami. I'm like three hours north now, like in in Melbourne, right? So like Space Coast area. Dude, you live with my brother. My like brother that. lives in. No way, really? Yeah, that's so wild. Where's he at? He's is he in Melbourne also? I, so we're kind of we don't talk all the time but he uh I, he works at ge which i know is located in melbourne mm. really fun yep like there's not a whole no offense there's not like a whole lot of things to do in melbourne so i thought that was really funny you guys both flip it that's hilarious yeah you're right it, it there's it's not that much for sure um i mean it's 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 a good place like i mean if you're raising kids you know because there is stuff for to sure. do like outdoors or whatever and you are like an hour away from like disney so like close but not you know but um and there's beaches right so which you know still kind of nice 
But yeah, not, not a whole lot of stuff going on. Uh, definitely very different lifestyle than like Miami for sure. But I did go down. I did go down to visit. Like I still got family that lives in Miami. My mom's still down there. Uh, I got grandparents down there. So I, I go down to visit quite a bit. And I went down to, to Art Basel in December. And I just remember going like around Wynwood and just being kind of blown away, like how much, you know, more stuff has been like built out and just like tons more art all over the place. I mean, it, it was, it was so cool, you know, and, and to see like how many more things now are, are happening from like an art scene perspective there. So cool to hear that you're also looking to like tap into that and, 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 and also kind of hit up more of the art scene there as well. That's so, that's so awesome. Um, I did think of something since we're on the topic of Miami. Mm-hmm on the topic of those artists, um, are there any collaborations in store for you, Eddie, be it in Web3 or outside of Web3? And if so, who is that or who will those people be? So yes, um, several collaborations already underway. Um, One Web3 artist is Gabe Weiss. We have a really cool collab that will be dropping soon. I was actually just talking to him the other day and uh, trying to figure out like last minute how we're going to, I can't say too much because it's not per- it's not done yet. But a uh, really cool collab there uh, with a Web three artist. That's actually going to be a seven piece series, so uh, very different than like my normal collabs. Um, and then with street artists, uh, Dalek and I have decided we're going to do a collab. I think at some point this year, uh, this other uh, street artist that I enjoy, Angel Once. He makes this pink elephant, which is iconic, and he paints it everywhere. We're doing a collab. Ours is going to be a little different. We're actually going to do a sticker collab, um, which is something I'm kind of experimenting with. I throw up stickers quite often. so uh, and, and and how do I say this? Can I say this properly? I, ask, I talk to myself so much. Guys, you guys don't even understand. I'm a crazy person. Um, <laughs> because perception is so huge we i talk about perceptions perception is so huge you don't want to say the wrong thing or for it to come off the wrong way um i i, I forgot what i was gonna say so beautiful it wasn't supposed to happen um but yeah so i'm gonna be collaborating with those artists and i'm super excited about it that's awesome looking forward to that and atomico uh we are collaborating as well but he's that guy is so busy atomic has become i think my fi- possibly my favorite living street artist this if you do not follow atomic on ig and you have an ig i promise you you're sinning right now it is an actual sin like for the amount this individual goes out and creates art for free on illegal walls it is just absurd and incredible and it is an honor to know this man and i mean i wouldn't be hyping him up i'm, I'm not a hype beast for like anybody so you should really go follow Atomic. He creates this orange, and I promise this man gets up more than anybody I know in this world. And uh, he's a very successful artist and just fucking loves going up and putting up illegal shit. It's incredible. I fucking love this guy. And Jennifer has met him. I actually went with her and Carlos and a bunch of other homies to one of his shows. And this guy is humble as shit, super accomplished, just worldwide artist. So. I gotta, I gotta hype him up a little bit. What's his uh, Instagram handle? Like, it's at Atomic with a K at the end and then an O. Oh, Atomic. He's famous for his orange. 
it's, I mean, like so famous that I saw him post once that um, I think it was the Miami Emergency Center. Like they gave their workers like a little gift package and it had like atomic stuff. Like that's how legendary that man is, that they have like stuff in public service as gifts and it has him because he's like synonymous with Miami. The guy, the guy is legitimately incredible. Um, he's done. I don't know if anybody's been to like Miami subs. He's, he did a collaboration with Miami subs mm-hmm. last year. Um, he, the guy, the guy is iconic, and he's so. I really love and respect humble creators who just continue fucking doing it because they want to do it, and it's not for anything else other than that. And he is that person, right? Like he, if you want to put that person on a pedestal, that is atomic. Like if you meet this guy in real life, he just lives it, right? Like he lives, breathes it. He is that creature. And I think that is just a beautiful human being in person. Like that's that that should be all of our goal. Whether you want to be a fucking doctor or a lawyer or an artist or a curator or or whatever, a mother, whatever you want to be, be a fucking beast like do it to the absolute fullest and that is this guy that's awesome so i've been sinning eddie i have not been following him already but i will be i will correct that tonight after hearing how much uh, you're praising atomico man so I will, I will check out this dude for sure dude he's a beast he actually just threw up uh he lives in miami and gets up every day down like every day he's out we're gonna be doing a train together soon whenever he's back from from his travels we're gonna be doing it a train and I'll post pictures because I'm hyped about that. Um, but he just threw up this huge orange in Chicago and then he filmed it with a drone. Like y'all have to go follow his IG. His IG makes my jaw drop like every day. It's incredible. It's just incredible. Wow. So on the <laughs> uh, topic of giving praise, are, are there any other artists um, aside from him, right? That you, that you look up to and that uh, maybe I've also served as like an inspiration for you. So I wildly, and I don't know even, I, I, I guess I do know as I wildly collect and, and respect artists who do illegal street art. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, and he's probably the one who does it the absolute most and just continues doing it. Um, but I have to emphasize on this a little bit. Like the reason I collect street art and, and I've noticed it recently, like the fascination is just like growing, right? Like, for these gr- grown women and men who are going out and throwing up street art just because they want to, it is fucking inc- like they're not getting any money out of this. They're not getting really any notoriety out of it other than just laughs and giggles with whoever is there because uh, the, most of them are not even capturing the content of this. They're just doing it because they gotta do it. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know. But I'm so obsessed with it. Like, I, 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 I large. I'm, I promise you, I largely finance them. Like, I largely collect their shit. Like, I have multiple Atomicos at my house. I have multiple from like, you name a large street artist that has been going at it and continues going at it. And I promise you, I have multiple originals at my house or in a storage unit, um, just because I, I'm so impressed by it. So. Um, I think it's 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 partially like who I who I dream of being. I think we all have like that kind of like fantasy. 
And I think I dream of being that street artist who just gets up crazy every day. And I know I'm a father and I know I'm never going to kind of make those decisions. So I know where my line Mm -hmm. is, right? But, but damn, dude, do I respect the shit out of it? It's just so cool. I think it's the coolest thing ever. That's dope. Um, <laughs> like That's the so biggest awesome. nerd, but I'm telling you, I geek out for street artists. I think it's incredible, especially like not. And I'm not gonna lie, the murals are cute. Like when it's like paid murals, it's cute. But it's the people who are doing it illegal. I know it's those that like I get. I I am more drawn to because they're really doing. The other guys are getting paid. The other guys are big yeah. pockets. So sorry, I'm, I go off on tangents. Yeah. No, it's all good, man. It's all good. No, and I, and I can see that, right? Like no, they're, they're actually like <laughs> risking you know, their, you know, livelihood, basically, right, to, like, go out and do that and not getting paid to do it, right? Like, it's, like, you know, what's the reward here? Nothing, you know, except the fact that they just, you know, it's for, like, the thrill of it and, and, and to just, you know, show the art, man. So, respect, right? <laughs> yeah, and I know this isn't related, awesome. but I have told Jenny and other collectors, like, I sincerely, maybe this will be the alpha of the night, I sincerely think if you enjoy street art in any way, I think street artists are widely uncollected. Um, I think a few years from now, that'll be one of those markets that is continuing to evolve and grow and it'd be collected. So if, you, and it's so crazy, if you're buying from, from street artists directly, um, it's incredibly cheap uh, to acquire originals at this time um, because everyone is hurting. So this is not financial advice, but I sincerely think 10, 20 years from now, my street art collection will probably be worth millions of dollars. I sincerely believe that. Not mine, but the one I've collected. Um, and that is because of the fact that a lot of these artists aren't producing work for sale, right? Like that's what we're talking about here. So if you are acquiring that work from those artists who are not doing it for the money, then you're sitting on freaking rails because these people are just continuing to put up work on walls, but they're not selling. Like I'm telling you, I think I'm right on this. And I collect street art heavily. So that's the alpha of the night. So Eddie, what's the best way to like collect street artist art? Like how, how do you get in touch or, you know, like, you know, what, what's like the best way to get it? Yeah, I honestly am just super honest with them usually. Like I'll reach out via DM. Um, so if you, if you send somebody a DM telling them you want to give them money, mm-hmm. it never goes badly. Like anybody who sends me a DM <laughs> says, I want to give you money, I promise you I'm probably going to reply. Like they're the same way. So if you respect, I reach out to them and I say like, hey, do you have anything for sale? Like do you have stickers for sale? Do you have a fucking painting in the closet somewhere? Like can you send me pics? And I think that's what – because the thing is – once we team up with a gallery, like I'm about to do a piece, uh, I'm creating a piece right now, an insanely huge piece, five by five piece for a gallery in West Palm. But when that piece sells, I lose 50%, right? Like the gallery acquires 50%. That's just the way the structure has always been. When you're buying from street artists directly, right? They weren't expecting that DM. So they're thinking, damn, I can sell that canvas that I've been sitting in the closet. Uh, I can sell it to this guy for 200 bucks. And, uh, and that's weed money for a week or that's paint for a week. Right. Like, so it's just like, it's a different way to go around it. I have never bought street. That's a lie. I've bought a few because they're badass, but I have very rarely <laughs> bought street artist stuff from my gallery. 95% of my street art collection is through DMS 
And I have made a, I think I've made a killing on it because it's just like, I have stuff that nobody, nobody has and nobody will ever have because it's just like, they made it and it sat in their closet. And I was the weirdo who reached out to them and asked them if they had anything they wanted to sell. Like, those are the wins, I think. Yeah, some great alpha right there. <laughs> Thanks, Teddy. Yeah, and I see we got. Tell them you want to give people. Tell people you want to give them money, and they always they're excited. They'll jump on it. That's cool, man. Uh, I see uh, Richard Two L back up on stage, man. Well, nobody was using the opportunity to ask questions. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> right, right. So I'll definitely hop in and pick at Eddie's brain because this is this is alpha all day long. Um, Eddie. I'm going to put you on the spot, man. I'm sorry. I have to. I got to ask, what are some difficulties you might still be going through right now that you might be able to maybe just talk about a little bit? Because there you know, depression and uh, anxiety and, and there's a bunch of things that a lot of artists will, will deal with, um, including insecurities. I know you said you don't deal with insecurities as much, but is there anything that you do deal with? Uh, how do you deal with it? Um, and how... How would you advise people to go about it? Yeah, man, really good question. Um, I have to say at this exact moment, I am very uh, grateful and, and blessed that I'm not going through anything. Um, I, I have gone through depression in the past years ago and like other things. Um, I think that the, the, the advice is this the same. Though. Like, I think we have to learn who we are and that takes time. and and this is going to, this sounds preachy and I didn't like, I don't know how else to respond to this, but, um, you have to just figure out who you are. Um, I am a fragile beast. Um, as long as I can contain and, and protect my, my fragility. Right. And I know where my weak points are because we all have them. So I'm aware of those, right. As long as I can contain those, um, I operate really smoothly. So um, I think it's just knowing who you are, figuring out who you are. That takes a lot of time. And then um, understanding we all have weaknesses and figuring out ways to guard yourself on those fronts and just continue blasting and building out from from the, the parts you're, you're, you're best at. Uh, that, was, that was really beautiful. I think a lot of people could definitely use that advice. And it's great hearing it from somebody that's a lot you know, more successful than the majority of us here. And I mean, I'm glad that you don't have any problems or anything going on. Um, but, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would love to to hear that. You just got to spend some time on yourself and, and take care of yourself. I will add one thing, um, just because you are asking amazing questions, bro. And I, I, I would rather be vulnerable and appreciate it. And, and uh, it, it became a lot clearer for me uh, once I understood very clearly, I think what my purpose was when we talked earlier and I said, like when I was printing, when I was on, on, on art printer mode and I was dropping five, one of ones a day, just because, just because I could right, and I had this time and I was cranking and it was coming out cool. When I was going through that, I was probably a hell of a lot more low key depressed than I am now. Um, and it's because I didn't really understand my purpose or what I wanted my purpose to be at that time. I was just chasing the dollars, right? I was like, yo, people are finally buying my shit. 
It's been years. I'm going to print, like, I'm going to print artwork as much as I can. I was making artwork literally on the fucking toilet, dude. Like, I didn't have bathroom time. I took my iPad to the bathroom. Um, so <laughs> during that period, dude, I, I largely lost myself. Um, and I know I sound dramatic because you're like, oh, you made a ton of money. But it's like I had lost largely who I wanted to be, right? So when I pulled back from that, um, I lost a lot of that kind of depression that I think was tied to that and, and just insecurity of like who I was and what I wanted. It got to a point, dude, where I'm like, honestly, what is an additional 500 K going to do to my life right now? And I, I know this answer is different for everyone. Right. But it was, I, I understood so much in that moment. And I'm like, I, that's not what my purpose is. My purpose next year is not to make money. It's to build this thing that I'm trying to make. It's to build this, this creative creativity in this out like it's just my whole purpose changed and once i stopped chasing this purpose that was never even like meant to be a fucking purpose like it's society dude uh once i fixed that in my brain i just became so much happier dude like dropping one of ones like i dropped one today one not because i couldn't have made five i'm not gonna lie to you i could have sat in the bathroom and just fucking locked myself and made five game boys but it's just it's a different i think it's a different phase i'm in as a creator now i if this one doesn't sell it might sell tomorrow and if it doesn't sell by the way it, it already sold but no way <laughs> somebody somebody put it in the comments I yeah it. it was probably uh, I think I know who it was. yeah um, but my point was and that's amazing that it sold that really is beautiful and i appreciate it. oh fucking carl <laughs> carlos i love you so much brother um that's carlos that's the amazing number one collector carlos you are a king brother thank you so much for doing that i mean you got me cheesing over here that's uh jennifer's uh amazing husband uh other half not better half they are equally amazing halves but uh carlos brother i appreciate you um but i have to get my point really fast like it's amazing that he just did that but had he not done that he may have bought it tomorrow right Jennifer may have bought it tomorrow. Anybody else could have bought it tomorrow. So I think you just have to reframe your thought process. And I know that's very, very difficult to do when you're not selling any art. I was there. I get it. But once you begin to sell art, don't lose yourself at that moment because that's your moment where you can really become something really special. Um, So it's going to take time to get there. But when you start making money, everything else is going to open up. Don't chase the money. Chase all the other cool shit. So. Just remember that someone, please. Man, that's some great advice, Eddie. Th- thanks for actually like circling back to that and and and, and taking the time to answer. Question. I mean, it, it really is true that money can't buy you happiness. Uh, from what I'm hearing from you, it's it seems to be that once you figured out that you know just printing money just wasn't getting you what you truly wanted, which was to find your your passion and your purpose. So that is really beautiful to hear and. I would definitely be taking notes for sure. Um, but I, I did want to follow up on another question is, do you have any, any opinions on the, I mean, instead of being happy, would you rather be content? Do you have any opinions on that or thoughts? Honestly, you should chase happiness. Um, when I started chasing happiness, everything else corrected. Um, I know that sounds so cliche, but I swear if you're and, 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 and happiness within 
within ethical limits. Let me rephrase that because there's some people who are crazy. Uh, but if you start chasing happiness in a kind way, like chasing happiness in a good way, everything else will fix itself. Um, I like, like you said earlier, and, and I see Shay is on the stage, so I hope he has a question or something to say. We will go to him in a second. But like you said earlier, like we all have gone through like dark times. Like I've gone through hella dark times. Like maybe we'll do a dark room at some point where I can really explain like how dark I went, but, um, but I went darkest of dark. So, uh, and we're not going to take that turn here, but like when I was like 13, I went to darkest of dark, like to the point where I probably shouldn't be here today. Um, so I think when you, when you learn yourself, you don't go through certain things again because there's no going back to that. Like you're just, you've evolved past that. So I think I go through dark days. I think I may go through dark weeks, but it gets to a point where it's like, this is not my path. I am getting back on my path. And, uh, and that has just been a really good reminder um, because the darkness you largely control so I know that sucks to hear if you're stuck in the darkness right now, but you're largely in control of that. So you can redirect yourself. So uh, I got to redirect myself sometimes. I think we all do. Welcome, Shay, to the stage. Thanks for coming, friend. What What did you want to ask, Eddie? What's going on, guys? Well, I don't have a specific question, but I have a couple things. I mean, just listening to this. First off, thank you guys for opening up such a warm space Juan Carlo and Jennifer you guys are both legends and obviously Eddie you know I love you um just hearing that I just I just want to say I love how real you are and you put stuff out there that actually exposes yourself as a human being I mean that's how I try and operate as well and it's like we're all here to learn and grow and I think a lot of that comes with vulnerability like you got to lead with that and actually show you're human. So I just want to start with that and just honor that because you're always putting that out there, my friend, no matter how successful you get, you're kind of showing people, you know, that you go through stuff. So I just, I just think that's huge. Um, the other thing that I think would be interesting to focus on for a moment is something I always notice with Eddie and I do own five gang boys and that's just the beginning for me for sure. Um, he really knows how to treat collectors well. I'd be curious how he really sees that relationship. And I, I kind of know some of this already, but there's nuance there, right? I mean, you play to it, Eddie. I see that. And you also really appreciate it. And that's something I'm very focused on and wanting to just kind of explore that more and more when I talk to people. So I'm just curious how you see that whole kind of relationship and, and how you take it into account with what you're doing, like in your artwork. Yeah, yeah. Uh... First of all, love you, dude. Uh, we haven't known each other very long, but I feel like we've grown really tight, really quick, really quick. Um, I, as as you can tell, I talk to myself a lot. Everyone here in here has realized that I am a crazy person who talks to myself constantly, um, and I'm constantly reminding myself that, shit, dude, seven, eight years ago, nobody was buying my stuff, nobody was collecting my work, nobody was looking at my art. So I sincerely take every single collector, like every single collector is so huge. Like I, I, it blows my mind every time someone like, and I know like a lot of people are like eye rolling, but it's like, it blows my mind every single time I sell a piece of art. Um, and that's kind of what I constantly remind myself. Um, 
it, it doesn't take a thousand collectors to be very, very successful. It takes like three. Um, and, and, and that's not to say that you're going to become super rich off of three collectors, but to feel like an artist, I think it takes about three collectors. You're not going to live off of that. Um, and I, I think the point I'm trying to make is like, you've got to treat your collectors like the humans that they are, right? Like they're collecting your work made by a human. You're being funded by another human. Like these are decisions that are being made. So it's like, I think I really treasure that. And uh, we were talking about this the other day that a few collectors, like I want to say four or five in the last like two months have, have I've gone out of the way to tell me like, Yo, it really, I, I respect the fact that you always think, like, I'm in this Twitter space right now, but had I not been, and when I leave the space, Carlos already knows that a tweet is going to go out thanking him. So unless he's told me that he's private and this has happened, I always send a thank you tweet because I don't care if it means anything to that person, but I mean, that's how, like, I was raised. Like, you thank people when they when they believe in you. So it's just, like, little things like that. Um I don't know, dude, I really, really treasure those relationships. I went through, like I said, weird times where, where I wasn't selling anything or I wasn't, I had no chance of being a full-time artist. And now my fucking friends are collecting my art. Like you guys are like, it's just, it, it, I know I, I, I hope I don't sound insincere because I swear to you every single time it happens, like my wife is like, okay, calm down. Like, please, like Jennifer bought your piece yesterday. Like, calm down like, yes she bought and like you knew and i'm like no like what do you like every, like it, it blows my mind every i swear every time um and i think we need to remind ourselves of that whether you're making millions of dollars or you sold one nft that sale and that person that collected was so special um and like you need to treasure that so i legitimately uh treasure you and treasure all collectors so freaking much you have no idea such a, an amazing response and that's exactly the type of <laughs> exactly the type of nuance and feeling that i expected from you and i can say on the other end of it like i kind of just stumbled across your stuff i saw some other people grabbing it i don't even know how i found you i mean i think we're in a lot of the same circles but you know from a collector standpoint i could tell the sincerity coming back like when i would go and purchase a piece i mean that is you can feel these things. So I know you're sincere and I just really appreciate that about you. And, you know, putting that back in, I mean, that does create this sort of real community that we're all thriving in and, and being a part of. So I think you said the key thing, it is the relationship. We're all human beings and we're here and we're just participating in one big circle of all this. So appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you too, Omi. No, thank you so much for coming up, Shay. What a great question. And, uh, you know, appreciate you sharing that. And, and I also appreciate, you know, the, the spaces and everything that, that you host as well, man. You're, you're a great part of this community. All right. And I see we got another speaker, Bernard. Um, thank you for joining us up here. Thank you for having, um, thank you for having me. Um, before I, um, before I ask uh, Eddie a question, I just want to say, Eddie, uh, thank you for the, um, inspiration of, um, going through, um, depression because I, me personally, I went through a prevention. I, 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 I once again um uh trying trying um trying off of what the um depression because of, um issues but I digress um uh, um what you know, I really like I really like the um I really like your really really your design of of the Game Boy because it's more influenced towards um 
it gives me um, um, small vibes of, of the early graffiti that I grew up with as a kid. Um, just curious, uh, um, what what was what? I just want to know what was the um, the inspiration behind a little more inspiration behind this this behind the design. Dude, you have no idea how much I appreciate that question because it's going to be very telling, and no, rarely do I get asked that question, Bernard. So, dude, we haven't met before. I'm glad you're on stage. Uh, very nice to meet you. Um, I okay. So I've and and Jennifer and other collectors in the room know this. Uh, a few collectors, but like one of my big dreams has always been to have like an iconic character. Uh, I also like you, bro. Um, like I, I grew up to. to seeing these like characters on walls and very heavily heavy influenced by uh by street art and it's one of my biggest passions so um it was that man it was uh i uh i was in mexico so i took a and this is going to take a weird tangent but it's a it's a cool story i uh i was going through a weird rut last year uh when when we talked how we go through these weird periods right as artists and as people as humans um i was going through a weird rut and I'm like, babe, I got to go somewhere. Like, I'm going to go somewhere for a few days. And just like, I'll figure, I got to figure this out. So I leave. My wife is like crazy supportive. I'm telling you, I'm married to an angel. Um, I go to Mexico for like four days. And I'm like, I'm still making skulls at this point, Bernard. I haven't even made, I've never made a single Game Boy. This is last year. So I'm in Mexico. I'm going through like the Mexico street art areas. I'm eating tacos. Like, this sounds like a freaking movie, but it's like legit. Um, and I'm seeing all these like Mexican characters, right? Like there was like, they have like that heavy, like wrestler influence. If you look at a Game Boy and then go look at like Lucha Libre, those types of like, you're going to see like an influence there. Um, and it's because I was in fucking Mexico, dude. I came up with this in Mexico. Um, and I, I called my wife from the room and I'm like, babe, I think I got it. Like, I think, I think I know like what i'm and she's like what do you mean and i'm like I, th I think i know what i'm doing and she's like what do you mean and i'm like i don't think i'm gonna make skulls anymore and she's like what do you mean <laughs> she's like that's how you've made a living for the past year and a half what the fuck do you mean and i'm like no nah, this new character you know with the squared ears and the smiling face like he's happy he's optimistic he's, he's tired because he's always working but he's smiling and she's like wow that's actually a really that's a good message and uh and dude i've, I've I've rocked with it ever since. And it's become, it's become like I make a Game Boy every day. And it was largely just like, like, like you, I was seeing those, those street art figures growing up and I've always wanted to have my own. And now I have Game Boy, right? And it's, thank you, Mexico. Love Mexico. Um, if anybody else wants to come into the stage and ask questions, please feel free to request it. I'll bring you right up. Um, or if you have a question, you can leave it in the bubble as well. Yeah, and just uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Eddie. No, I was gonna say I also see a bunch of other amazing artists in the room. Um, I know the headline says Eddie Gangland, but if I've said anything that that sparks something that you want to throw a comment in, I would love for you to come on stage and and share that. So. Please don't feel shy if anybody's in the room. Not even if you want to ask me a question. Like you don't have to ask me a question if you want to throw a comment in. Open stage. No, definitely. If anybody else wants to just come up, if you have a question, comment, or just want to join us, you know, happy to have you here. And thank you, Bernard, for the the question. I know, uh, you know, sometimes it can be tough to come on on stage and and, and ask something. So appreciate you. Uh, you appreciate you doing that and sharing with us. And that's interesting, uh, Eddie. Oh, sorry, you were gonna say something, Jenny? No, no.
Oh yeah, no, I was saying that it's interesting that uh, you got that inspiration in, in Mexico <laughs> for the uh, the gang boy. Yeah, so I'm uh, and it's funny. I was like playfully using it as an excuse to my wife the other day. I'm like, I think I might need to go back to Mexico, like seek more. <laughs> Dude, Mexico is an amazing place. Like a lot of people are scared of Mexico. <clears throat> um, I I don't totally understand it. I think. You need to be cautious. Uh, this is crazy, weird, alpha, but you need to be cautious around their police force because they're they're heavily influenced by 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 finances, by by money. Um, but it's not an unsafe place, and the people are truly amazing. So is it is it a place where some people are hungry and and do crazy things for that? Yeah, you need to be aware of that. Um, but it's but I mean, it's it's not like an unsafe place by any means, and. I always compare it to like a like a New York New York City level quality mm-hmm. of restaurants, especially like in their in the Distrito Federal, like Mexico City area, at like a third of the price point, and that's sincere. Like you're gonna pay about a third, and you're gonna get like Michelin star level food. It's incredible. So if you've never been to Mexico, I for whatever reason, I highly recommend you check it out. No, that's awesome. And, and it's, it's true, right? I think a lot of countries sometimes get a bad rap. But when you actually go there, I mean, yeah, they're, they're actually much safer you know, or, or maybe as safe as probably like a metropolitan city in, in the U.S., right? And and it's just like with any like main city, right? Like there are bad areas as well, right? So just kind of be, you know, be aware a little bit of like your surroundings and like, okay, where, what are spots I should avoid and where are areas I should stay into? But yeah, someone that's like traveled to a lot of places. I mean, I feel like you you kind of see that in in all over all over the world, right? Like you know, you can go to different places, and you just gotta kind of know. All right, you know, here's where I gotta stay away from, but here's here's where I can go and experience, um, you know, the the city, the country, or whatever. And um, I remember you mentioned Eddie like earlier the, the interview too that you had gone to was it sixteen or some Latin American countries or something like that. Yeah, dude, I was about to say like I. And I'll, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna list a few random countries, but like I've mm-hmm. been to like Colombia, Honduras, Ecuador, Chile, uh, Puerto Rico, like, and in all, all I mean, you can name basically any country uh, below, and then multiply like three or four times that I've gone. And in all of those times, I sincerely think, like walking through areas of New York, I have felt <laughs> no offense, I love New York, but I've felt more unsafe than I did walking through those places. And I, a lot of that is because I do have the, the Spanish, I, I, I'm able to communicate. And I think that scares a lot of people. And I understand that, right? Like, I should, I don't, I don't, I'm hesitant to travel to like Japan, right? Because I don't know the language. But uh, my point is, like, it's not an unsafe place. It's just, I think, an unsafe perspective. And uh, once you wipe that away, and, and just make yourself aware and, and, do smart things like the, and the unsafeness kind of goes away oh sorry you were gonna say something yeah. or... oh no i was just agreeing i was just agreeing and I, I remember when you um posted the last trip that you took that was a cruise and you went all over and i was really like blown away because it also clearly informed the art there were um several of them that were influenced by the specific island that you went to, which I thought was really unique and cool. It's almost like you took everybody on that journey with you. Yeah. So that's, uh, and we could talk about that for a little bit. I think that would be nice. Um, when I was a little kid, a very little, I would say like nine, 10, 11. And, and 
I, I did have a creative side, right? And I always said, like, and I remember this. I used to tell people, like, it would be so cool to, like, travel around the world and just, like, make art wherever, like, wherever I'm at, make art. But, like, at that point, like, people are like, dude, you can't do that. Like, who the <laughs> Like, who are you going to sell it to, right? Like, you're going to go outside and, like, sell it to, to, like, the village people there? Like, no offense. Like, nobody's going to buy your art. Uh, and now I'm able to freaking do that. Like now I'm literally living my dream that I had when I was like nine years old um, in the sense that, yeah, I was able to, I think that trip, I saw like seven countries or eight countries. Um, and then like when I was in Panama, I did one. And when I was in Dominican Republic, I walked out and I met people there and I was influenced by the food and I did one there. And when I was in the Bahamas, I ate something there that was cool and I watched a, a fire show and that influenced that one. So I'm, li I'm literally living my dream and, uh, and I'm super grateful. I'm not, I'm not stupid. I know this is rare and I am super grateful that I am just day by day, just pushing this, pushing this train with everything I have. And I'm so grateful you guys have come along on the ride because I can't imagine doing anything else at this point. Dude, that's so freaking awesome. And and it's so cool, man, that now this technology can let you do that, right? That you could actually like be anywhere in the world, you know, and sell your art. And that it's actually giving opportunity to people in like other countries and people that would have never had access to the collectors that they have today, right? To be able to like get their art out there, make a living and, and, and do this. I mean, this is like the coolest part about all this technology, right? It's like breaking down barriers and like connecting the world. You know? I mean, it's freaking awesome. So that's a cool story you gave me a space for. Um, amazing street artist in Cuba is named Mr. Mill. And one of the trips I want to do this year that I haven't talked about is Cuba, where I want to throw up street art in Cuba. Um, and then we're, I think we're going to photograph it and, and mint it as a collaboration. Um, but building off of what you said, like, my dude over there is grinding and like creating masterful art. And we'll never have the opportunities or wouldn't have had the opportunities prior to like Web3. But now that I can fly out there and we can throw up like a piece in in, in like his Pueblo and like we can fucking mint it. Like that's amazing. That's incredible. Like it's just we're so early in this whole thing. And uh, I think the, the connectivity is like an absolute marvel that that is just going to change everything. So just grateful to be here at this time, to be honest. I think we're we're living through this new renaissance together. And I sincerely think it's just getting started and we're seeing legends. I'm not even looking at myself. There's We're seeing so many other legends being made right now that it's just, it's an incredible time to kind of just be a, a, a witness and a consumer in this space. Yeah, man, 100%. It, it is a great time to be alive, man. <laughs> and like you said, I mean, it's, it really is. It's still so early. It's just getting started. I mean, I, I, you know, I love to like just kind of fast forward in, in my mind and picture like how things will be like 10, 15, 20 years from now. And it's just mind blowing. I don't think man, we can I'm, even I'm, imagine I'm it, bro. I don't. I I, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I'm probably way off. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I think it's, it's going to be like even crazier than what we could possibly imagine right now. Yeah, I mean, sorry. Every time you talk, I think I think a little bum. Um, but it's it's true, dude. With with the way the space is evolving, and uh, the way the tech is changing, and we're already at max communication. Like, if we get any more connected than this, 
I'm going to get creeped out. So like we can stop on the communication here already. And it's just like, as the tech evolves, it's just, I can't even imagine the world my, my, my son's going to grow up in. Um, and that's, that's 10 years away. It's going to be totally different. 100%. So we got another uh, speaker on stage, uh, Studio Payment. Thanks for joining. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, GM, GM. I'm a, like, first of all, I want to say thank you to Jen for being such a awesome collector and supporter of Eddie and everybody else. Jen and Carlos and their two beautiful kids. I had the honor of meeting in Miami at Bitcoin conference. I mean, not Bitcoin, sorry, the Art Basel. I'm a little tired. I've been like, I just DM'd Jen. I said, sorry, I'm late, but. You know, father duties. I have a 16-year-old, and I'm still a Uber dad. So uh, I think everybody that has kids understands that. But I, I wouldn't miss uh, Eddie's, you know, spaces and you know Jen and you know John Carlo. I appreciate you too, of course. And I see my buddy Shane and so many others here in the space. But you know, like for me. There, it's been such a balancing act, and I think all of us can attest to that um, between your IRL family and your Web3 family. And I, it's you know, it sounds corny, but I, I, I go out of my way to make time for my, you know, both. And uh, uh, of course, I have to take care of my little girl and the Uber dad, you know. <laughs> so I just dropped her off at the latest hangout it's not a play date anymore you know it's like hangout you know they don't even call it hangout actually but yes. yeah so I, i'm just happy to be here and you know i'm a big fan first of all forget about collector but like i'm a big fan and like love eddie and what he does and um you know of course i'm a proud collector of many of his pieces and um yeah i just i i just really feel a big yeah, love for eddie and i'm happy that i'm here and uh i love everybody here to be honest when we are like when you're amongst like-minded people it's hard not to feel like positive and give out your love to people because that's all i'm about and shay knows this too because we've talked a lot and like others like you know i see jason down there others you know like i really feel like we're lucky so again sorry to take too much space but i'm just so happy i i made it in because otherwise i would have hated myself because last week when we missed the date because of the big birthday which i support of you know eddie's boy um i just uh i would have felt horrible if i wouldn't come in this space and you know so thank you jen for um, thank you yeah. I, I appreciate you so much and honestly i know i we have such a wonderful friendship um but you're an og in this space so i'm truly honored that you passed through and thank you for the kind words that you gave to all three of us it's really appreciated i mean i'm not an og I, i'm just one person however i really do feel uh, uplifted and energized when people give me positive vibes in the back channel on the stage and in different ways and i feel like 
that's what really drives me. And for those that know me, I still haven't shared a lot of my art and uh, I will, but I, I feel like whenever I see someone like Eddie or others succeed in this space, it's a part of me succeeding. So that's all I want to say. And I appreciate each and every one of you. I appreciate you being here, homie. You, you definitely are an OG. Um, I remember you from the clubhouse days, so I'm, I'm, it made me smile to see you come through. So you're welcome anytime. Yeah, and the best part about that was that when you meet people in IRL, and, uh, you know, I met a lot of people IRL, and then this last Art Basel, I got a chance to give a big hug to you, Eddie, and some others like Shay, and, you know, I keep mentioning Shay, I don't, but like Jenna and Carlos, like uh, I know Drain Die was there and Nico and others. There's like Cam. I mean, I don't want to miss anybody, but honestly, I feel like so lucky that we have come together after this COVID thing. And even if COVID hadn't hit, being able to come together with like-minded artistic people and art lovers and now through, you know, AI, anybody can tap into their creative well and create uh, artwork and I'm all for that. I think through more art, you know, the world would be a better place. So, yeah, I'm just happy to be a part of this whole movement, man. So, yeah, thanks, Eddie. You've always been very kind and generous and loving to me, and it's it's really uplifting. Always, homie. You always got my support. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for being here, man, and I uh, appreciate you. Uh, no need to have apologized, man. It's, it's awesome having you here, and, and um, you know, yeah, thank you so much for, for being in the space, and it's you know you're you're one of the people that help make this space so great too man appreciate you all right so i know it's uh it's already getting pretty late <laughs> uh, i think we're about two hours in so i wanted to kind of cap it at that i know my wife is going to come in and be like where the hell are you so Bro, we, um, have the, do we have the same wife i think we have the same wife <laughs> oh man that's funny but uh but yeah man so no i, I just got to tell you eddie i i tremendously appreciate you you know coming on this space i know you were even from the get-go you mentioned you were a bit tired after your kid's party so i appreciate you you know accommodating your schedule uh coming on here even though you were tired and truly just you know how honest and vulnerable you were today man i i greatly appreciate that I mean, you are just a super authentic amazing human being I um you know I enjoy this this the space so much man and so much you know getting to know you better um hope to also become a, a collector of yours I mean after you know I always feel like I whatever I, I interview people and I get to know them better I'm just like even more drawn to to their art and everything like that um but but yeah man so I just tremendously appreciate you coming on here and everything that you shared with us I and, and you would being so close I definitely want to stay tuned to any you know in real life events you're planning so I will I will have the noties on and, and definitely uh, plan to try and, uh, and see you in, in real life as well man but uh, you know appreciate you so much man thanks for, for coming on here and sharing with us and it's been an absolute pleasure and honor having you Dude, honestly, I had an absolute blast. I know I said I was tired at first, but you guys were like a shot of adrenaline. Um, I had an amazing time. I, I shared more than I probably wanted to share. Um, but I have to be honest, and I know this is recorded, possibly the best Eddie Gangland interview like ever on a Twitter space. Um, I really feel like you, I mean, everyone involved asked questions that allowed me to 
to share a, a different layer. So I appreciate everyone. And uh, I appreciate you so much, John Carlo, Jennifer. You know how much I appreciate you uh, endlessly. Uh, all the friends in the audience. I mean, I just, I'm a really lucky dude. And uh, this has been really special. Thank you all for giving me the time. I mean, I don't even, I don't even know how to honestly thank you with words because it's just, if you could see my life through a lens where it allowed you to see my life seven years back and allow you to see my life now, I promise you, you would, you would understand me more. Um, but I'm just really grateful and blessed to have you all, even in this space, sharing time with me for, for this amount of time. So love you all. Thank you, John Carlo. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you, Eddie. Thanks everyone that was here as well. Thank you for all the people that came up to ask questions, to share comments. Appreciate you all tremendously. Have a wonderful night. Thank you for being here and uh, have a great weekend, everyone.